What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. And I just lost my train of thought. I just got distracted with something else. (laughs) With God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the ones in charge. They are the ones at the wheel. They are the host. And they are the ones that are steering this ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. And like I always say, you put 100% trust in your Lord and Savior and Jesus and God. They will steer your ship to a safe harbor so that you can get on dry land, anchor, get on dry land, and get to a safe, peaceful place. So welcome. Like I said, remember, depending on it, you know what version of the Bible that you have, It does say 365 times, give or take a couple, fear not. And we need to remember that, fear not. So today with uh, the 1% with him here at His Heart Line, we are going to be reading the book of Romans, chapter 2. And so before I get into that, there's something I saw that I wanted to play real quick. It's a little little clip. It's not real too long, but I thought it was very, you know, noteworthy to play. And uh, just FYI to anybody, um, uh, I just decided just for the kicks and giggles of it, I'm live streaming. There's no audio. I'm live streaming on Telegram. So if anybody wants to see my ugly mug, just figure that yeah, for the heck of it, you know, live stream just so you can see the uh, the 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 basement studio the uh, with the unfinished ceiling and the cheesy Christmas lights in the background. And all that fun, good jazz. So, but anyway, I, I try to make it fun, you know. But, uh, but yeah. So I, I was scrolling through uh, what was it TikTok earlier today, and I came across this video, and I listened to it. I was like, wow, I'm like this, this really hits home because I keep wondering. The closer I get to Christ, with reading more of my scriptures, and the more I pray and try to get more of an intimate relationship with with God and Christ, right? I I often wonder, am I even worthy enough? I mean, truly, I know some people say that, but as you truly get a more intimate relationship with Jesus and get to trying to know him more and invite Christ in your heart more, you start recognizing more of your own sins and you start becoming more, you start feeling more guilty and remorseful for those sins. And I thought it was something that was just me. I thought that was just a me thing that was feeling that. But then I came across this video and I was like, oh, thank God it's not just me. It seems to be kind of like a normal 
um, how do I want to put it? Almost kind of like almost a normal thing to go through. So let me play this because this this really hit home for me earlier today, and then we'll get into the reading. But this is so profound, and it makes sense. The closer you get to Christ, the more sinful you're going to feel. Did you realize that? Everyone who's ever seen a true reflection of God is deeply convicted of his own sin. Peter said, Lord, depart from me, for I'm a sinful man. The fact that you're aware of your sin and feel guilty about it is a sign of spiritual life. And sometimes we can feel guilty, very guilty. But God will use us in the way he wants to use us if we will confess our sin. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it, it, that just, it really hit home with me when I hit, when I, you know, when I heard that, I was like, wow, I'm like, that really makes sense. Because the, the closer you become to Christ, the more you start feeling your sins, both little and large. And, you know, if and if you're trying to get closer to Christ, you really shouldn't have large sins. But either way, they're they're all the same. They're all the same. You know, it doesn't matter. There's really no scale, at least, you know, as far as when it comes to you know, God goes, little sin, big sin, it's all the same to God. At least that's my interpretation of it. But anyway, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I'm looking at the chat board here. First off, hi, Paul, glad to have you here. That is interesting. He, so he was just putting on the chat board here, says, I have no clue why it doesn't say my name, but it's Paul in Nevada. You know, that's so interesting. Um, See, and these are the issues that I've been having with with Podbean myself. Like I said, when I was had uh, Donna Brandenburg on on that one Friday, I had people texting me saying, "Dude, I can't even get into the live studio to hear your show live. Like, I don't know what's going on." So it seems like they're trying to—I don't know. It's either a technical issue with Podbean, or they're just seriously trying to still mess with people as they try to listen live on this show. But. Anyway, we're glad to have you, Paul and Patriot Eagle. Glad to have you guys here. Um, so anyway, we're going to get into the reading. Let me find what I need here. Romans chapter 2. Now, I am reading out of the New American Standard Bible. My preferred version um, is the New American Bible Revised Edition. The only reason I've been doing the New American Standard Bible is because I've been actually reading out of the website. And I think I've referenced this. I put it in the show notes. Um it's uh, BibleRef.com. I really like it. Now, there's BibleRef, and I think there's another one that I referenced, too. I think it's, a, what is it, Bible Gateway? Now, that one has the New American Bible Revised Edition. I like that one because it's got these seven additional Apocrypha books in that one. Um, I really like that, you know. Um, and and honestly, I go a step further. I even bought the, uh, the book of um, Enoch. You know, the one that's missing from the Bible in general. I like the book of Enoch as well. But, but anyway, so we're reading out of the New American Standard Bible. And so we're going to get into the reading. So starting with verse 1, and it goes all the way down to verse 29. And it reads, Therefore you have no excuse, you foolish person, every one of you who passes judgment for in that matter in which you judge someone else, you condemn yourself. For, who, for you who judge practice the same things, and we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things. But do you support suppose this? You foolish person who passes judgment on those who practice such things, and yet does them as well, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kingdom in restraint 
in patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance. But because of your stubbornness and repentant, unrepentant heart, you were storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will repay each person according to his deeds. To those who perseverance in doing good, doing good, seek glory, honor, and immorality, immortality, excuse me, he will give eternal life. But to those who are self-serving and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, he will give wrath and indignation. There will be tribulation and distress for every soul of mankind who does evil and for the Jew first and also for the Greek, but glory, honor, and peace to everyone who does what is good, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for there is no partiality with God. For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law, and all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law, for it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law instinctively perform the requirements of the law, these, though not having the law, are a law to themselves, and in that they show the work of the law written in their hearts. Their conscience testifying in their thoughts, alternately accusing or else defending them. On the day when, according to my gospel, God will judge the secrets of mankind through Christ Jesus. But if you call yourself a Jew and rely upon the law and boast in God and know his will and distinguish the things that matter, being instructed from the law and are confident that you yourself are a guide to people who are blind, a light to those in darkness, a corrector of the foolish, a teacher of the immature, possessing in the law, uh, excuse me, possessing in the law, the embodiment of knowledge and of the truth. You therefore who teach someone else, do you not teach yourself? You who preach that one is not to steal. Do you steal? You who say that one is not to commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who loathe idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, through your breaking the law, do you dishonor God? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, just as it is written. For indeed, circumcision is of value if you practice the law, but if you are a violator of the law, your circumcision has turned into uncircumcision. So if the uncircumcised man keeps the requirements of the law, will his uncircumcision not be regarded as circumcision? And he who is physically uncircumcised, if he keeps the law, will he not judge you who, though having the letter of the law and circumcision, are a violator of the law? For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is of the heart. But the spirit, not by the letter, and his praise is not from people, but from God. And so that is the full reading of Romans chapter 2. Now, what does it all mean? <clears throat> now, remember... I read from the, um, I, I reference and I put it in the, in the 
what do you call it? I put it in the uh, Bible notes, or excuse me, the show notes. I reference a lot from BibleRef.com. I really like that. It's a good little ministry. <clears throat> excuse me, but what does Romans chapter 2 mean? <clears throat> well, in Romans 2, Paul springs a bit of a trap for religious people, especially for religious Jews living under the law. In the second half of Romans 1, Paul describes a downward progression followed by humanity in our sin. Now, it, it concluded with a list of all the th different kinds of sin that we end up indulging in after rejecting God. And a self-assured religious person might have read that description of humanity's sinfulness and assumed it was about other people, like pagans and sinners and so forth, right? And so Paul now turns to those religious people in the eye, and he calls them hypocrites for making themselves judges over others. So in truth, really, everyone is guilty of some of those sins. Everyone. Nobody's exempt. And all of us are guilty of that of the sin nature that leads to them. And so all religious people agree that those who practice sin deserve God's judgment. Absolutely. So, so why would anyone think that he or she will escape judgment? I mean, we presume God's kindness and in, in this moment, you know, implies that he will never judge us for our own personal sin. Come on. Yes, he will. We'd have to be pretty arrogant if we think that he's not going to judge us for our own personal sin. I mean, really? And so, in fact, Paul insists that God will judge everyone based on the same standard, and rightfully so, whether his works were good or bad. And, and if his works are shown to be consistently and perfectly good, then he will receive eternal life. But on the contrary, if his works are shown to be selfish and disobedient, well, you know, he's going to receive wrath and fury, bottom line. And so this goes both for Jews and Gentiles alike, Paul says. And so in the following chapter, Paul will show the logical conclusion of this concept. In short, it means that all people are doomed on the basis of their deeds. Nobody can possibly be judged by God as having done good and not evil in this life. Everybody has done some sort of evil. I don't care who you are. Now, for now, though, Paul wants to speak to those who are under the law and those who practice Judaism, and they will not be protected from God's judgment because they have the law or because they are circumcised. That's not how that works. It's important, though, to remember that Paul speaks from personal experience. And so as a former Pharisee and a zealous adherent to Judaism himself. So it begs to ask the question. Is there really any value in the law? Paul lists several good things that Jews have because they have the law. That includes being included in God's chosen people, boasting that their God is the one true God, knowing God's will, serving as a guide to the blind, and teaching children and the foolish the truth. Now, having built his Jewish readers up with this impressive list, however, Paul finally turns it around on them. And if you have all these things, why don't you follow the law? His point is that having the law of Moses is no good in the end, but if you keep, that's if you don't keep it. And lawbreakers dishonor God. And Jewish people should not think that God will spare them 
from his judgment simply because they have the law or because they are circumcised. That's not how that works. So circumcision, yes, is valuable still, but Paul insists, but only for those who keep the law. And if someone who is circumcised breaks the law, it's as if they aren't circumcised at all. And so on the other hand, though, if you get someone like a Gentile who's uncircumcised, and if they were to keep the law, well, God would record, you know, regard that individual as if he were a circumcised Jewish person. Again, it all has to, in my, I think it all stems from what's in your heart. And so Jewishness or any other set of religious rituals and sacraments is about what's going on inside a person and not on the outside. Absolutely. And circumcision ends up becoming a shorthand reference to all of these. Having said that, Paul will show in the following chapter that nobody, including the Jews, is able to keep the law. Nobody is able to fix their darkened hearts in order to be praised by God. And see, this is one of the biggest things that my wife and I often sometimes will debate about. There's a lot of people out there that, you know, they don't go to a priest, like I said, you know, to to ask for forgiveness of their sins. Like it says in, um, oh, I'm going to see if I can find this on the fly here. Bear with me. Um, well, it was a he. It was in Hebrews. Hold on, let me let me think for a second. I wasn't expecting to reference this. Um, it was Hebrews. What was it? I'm sorry, guys. I'm like really trying to dig in my brain here. Oh, I'm not going to remember, am I? Mm-mm. 4.16? Yeah, it tells us that believers here on earth <clears throat> have direct access to God and can approach the throne of grace with confidence. And so, you know, <clears throat> the biggest thing is we live in a fallen world. That's no secret to the believer. We live in a fallen world. And everybody, it doesn't matter who you are, Jew or not a Jew, right? Everybody has committed some sort of sin and some form of evil at one point in their life. And God judges all the same across the board from my understanding, from my interpretation of what I just read here. Now, remember, I got to make this disclaimer because I feel like I got to do this every once in a while. In fact, I should do a recording that plays at the very beginning of these shows. And I just remember, I'm not a guy who wears a white coat, not a doctor. I'm not an investment advisor. I am not a priest. I'm not a pastor. And I'm not certainly a biblical scholar. You know who I am? I am Jason Jones, a guy who has a CDL with all of his endorsements, who can haul hazardous material, tankers, doubles, triple trailers. I've passed my background check, and I haul gasoline and ethanol for a living. I am no one special. I'm just a man of God who's trying to seek the heart of Christ while inviting Christ in my heart. I don't have all the answers, and my interpretations certainly will be flawed. So please don't attack me for that. I sometimes have it wrong. In fact, I know I get it wrong, I'm sure, quite a bit. 
but I do my best to figure it out. But we got to remember that humility, right? Like we are not better than anybody and God will judge us all equally the same because we are all equal on that playing field when it comes to sin, whether it's little sin or large sin, we all sin. But the important thing is, is what's our intent? What are we actively trying to do? Are we trying to really do our absolute best? And I don't even like using the word trying because trying is dying in my opinion. I hate the word try. Are we doing our best to be the best version of ourselves? There's a public speaker I used to love going and listen to him talk, Matthew Kelly. He's actually a Catholic speaker. I love, I like listening to Matthew Kelly. Really good messages. But he always talks about being the best version of yourself. Being the best version of yourself. Being a better version of yourself than you were five minutes ago. And like I said, I make no mis- I, I make no secret about it, guys. I was a, 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 a very promiscuous man when I used to DJ. I was a big man whore. I liked to drink a lot. I certainly liked to smoke my weed back in the day. I lived a very, very fast life. And thankfully, thankfully, God put the right woman in my path that he knew that I'd want to get away from that life and step out of that. He knew what my wife would bring into my life. Little did she know she saved my life. Or I should say God saved my life using her as one of his tools in his tool belt. See, God works in a very wonder, wondrous way. And that's why when I heard the, the call from God this past February to start this podcast, I just, I just got after it. I didn't know what, where this is going to go. I just got after it. I wanted to spread the word of God because of the transformation that took place in my own life. Like I said, outside of having a promiscuous life, I was also a big consumer and, and, and viewer of pornography. Now, not anymore, but you, I could, you couldn't keep me away from it. But then it was until my wife had to tell me, she goes, you do realize that what you're doing is still technically adultery and you're cheating on me by, by viewing it. I'm like, what? Oh yeah. And it says it in the Bible it talks about, you know, the dangers of, of, of viewing dead images, if I recall correctly, I think is what it says. When you look at dead images, it's a sin. And you lust over dead images. Well, what's a dead image? Well, video, photos, women or men, you know, depending on the gender that you're looking at. Not saying I was looking at men. No way. But what I'm saying is those are dead images. You're lusting. Yeah. It's like Paul Nevada was just saying, all sin starts in the mind. That's why they say the idle mind is the devil's workshop. But you know what? I got to say that was one of the hardest things I think I ever had to get over. Really, that was a tough thing to step away from, if I can be completely honest. In fact, there's a guy, I got to get him on. I got to call my buddy Aaron. He has a ministry called Lion in the Sand. Here in Michigan, he's got a church that he, he does ministry for, for men who are married and helps them with their addiction to porn. I want to have him on the show. He, he, he and my, they, they're, they're both gas haulers as well. 
just great, outstanding men, like true men. I mean, you should see their rigs too. They take their rigs serious. I mean, they go to truck shows. They win. They win truck shows. That's how nice their rigs are. In fact, I was thinking about going out to where their trucks are parked and doing some, because uh, I like doing video shoots. I was thinking about doing some uh, video shoots of their rigs. Um, but anyway, that's a different story for a different day. But they do a ministry for men who are addicted to porn and helps them get over that and help hopefully restore their marriage. So I want to get those guys on because that's a very, very big issue in this country, not just with men, but women too. And I got to, you know, full disclosure. So I got to tell you this. <clears throat> I joined TikTok not too long ago against my better judgment. I've always went against that. And my wife, she joined, eh, I forgot how long ago, but she would show me all these funny videos. I'm like, yeah, that does seem kind of funny, right? So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to do some dad jokes because I like doing stupid, witty, one-liner dad jokes. And so uh, I started a TikTok. And I started following a couple pages that I really liked, you know, some photography pages. There's one of them where this husband and wife, this couple – they like pick on each other and they do some really funny stuff. Like, so I follow stuff like that. But if you're just going and you're just scrolling through random videos, I couldn't be, I can't tell you how many. Yeah, I know TikTok is Chinese owned. I know, but what isn't Chinese owned? I mean, everything we use, our iPhones, you know, are made in China. I mean, if they're going to track us, they've already been tracking me a long time ago. I mean, I've been in the system. I know they're tracking me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything is Chinese owned. So that's why I was like, you know what, whatever. I'm like, <clears throat> I'm not a terrorist. I mean, they, the, you know, the, the corporate government might look at me and be like, oh, he flies a civil peace flag and he's part of the National Assembly and he's a patriot. Oh, he is so a terrorist. He is a Trump supporter. That guy, he put him on the red list. Put him on the red list. <laughs> oh, oh, he knows Destry Paint. Oh, he's not allowed in Canada. Definitely put him on the red list. Him and Destry are not allowed in Canada. Those guys will take over the nation. No, but seriously, they they already know who we are. That's why I didn't really care. I was like, screw it. I'm like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. I I, I trust in God and in, in, in his armor, you know. But I will say this, what I was getting at regarding the whole pornography thing. Be careful if you do start a TikTok, anybody. <clears throat> it's fun and it can actually be used as a good tool to promote um if you know to promote a website or a podcast and that's the way i was looking at it like a way to promote jesus and a way to promote my podcast by telling these stupid witty you know 30 second one liner jokes dad jokes but when you're scrolling if you're just scrolling you better be careful and 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 you know put up your blinders because there is a lot of provocative crap out there women if you if you mark down that you're a male and this happened with my wife you know being that she marked down female of course she got a lot of like men shirtless and like provocative poses and image images and stuff like that. I kept getting a lot of like women in their, you know, really revealing clothing. I'm like, what the hell is this? My wife is like, oh yeah. She goes, until you start liking specific things, like, you know, you follow certain pages, you'll get that right in the very beginning until you start liking specific genres of videos then that'll start filtering out i said my god i'm like this is the devil's workshop and she goes oh yeah she goes it's it's it, it legit is if you're not if you don't have your full armor up yeah oh yeah that'll entice a person very quickly if you have weak armor 
And so anyway, but, but that's all I got on the subject. Um, sometimes I ramble on, I apologize for that. Sometimes I ramble on with no point whatsoever, but I am going to get off the air here. My father and my mother-in-law came over after dinner. I'm going to help celebrate, continue celebrating his birthday. I think he turned 75 today, but you know, what's interesting. You look at the man, he doesn't even look 75. He still works. He has his own appraisal company, him and his brother, they run it and they don't, uh, they don't look, he doesn't look like he's 75. He looks like maybe 62, 64 ish. He looks nowhere near 75, but he's a hard worker and he's a good man. And, um, so anyway, I'm going to go up there, continue celebrating his birthday, but until then or the next time I'll be back here tomorrow, um, with another episode of 1% with him and another, his hardline discussion. I'm not sure exactly what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about something fun. I don't know. Maybe we might just do like a, uh, a Q&A of Jason Jones and talk about random topics. I don't know. We're going to make it a fun day tomorrow. So um, I hope you all have a good day. Let's do a quick prayer before we head out here. So Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you for this day of life and good health. Thank you for all the lessons learned and thank you for all the many blessings that you bring into our lives, both little and large, things that we often take for granted. Like forks and spoons and knives that make eating very easy clothes on our back for a thermostat that helps us keep you know a regulated temperature in our homes these are things that truly make us rich wealthy people we don't even realize so we do say thank you for all these things really thank you for all that you do for us and we thank you for another day of good health because without our health we have nothing else we can't praise you we can't give you the glory if we don't have our life and good health and thank you for guiding us and whatever you got in store for each and every one of us, just give us your orders, give us your decrees, and show us your blueprint. Show us what your will is for us, and we will do our best to walk according to how you need us to. And we ask for your forgiveness and your grace, and we repent of all of our sins, not just individually, but as a nation. We pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you all have a wonderful day or night, wherever you're at in the world. And remember here at His Heart Line, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. And that enemy will get pushed back on the other side. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. Seriously, they are done. Their time of reigning is coming near. And, you know, it's time for us to finally have some peace. But uh, I hope you all have a great day, great night. Until then or the next time, we'll see you here back here tomorrow. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible, spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hishardline.com, for all the latest updates.